Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Exploring Awesome. Sorry, I was waiting for some opening music that didn't play for some reason. So, uh, um, welcome. As you uh, as you may know, I've been on hiatus for quite a while, and uh, my first episode back is uh, I'm excited to uh, to have a guest on today. My guest today is Carol Freeman. She's a keto nutritionist. She uh, went through a bad, uh, a bad accident uh, about a year ago and uh, really changed her life around, and she's going to talk about that today. And so I'm going to go ahead and just introduce her right now. Hi, Carol. Hi, Jim. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you here. And um, before we go any further, just let me uh, let everybody know who's listening. Um, we do have a uh, call-in number if you have questions about ketogenic, and um, you can call in to 646. 646- Seven eight seven one seven three nine. That's six four six seven eight seven one seven three nine. Before we even get started, uh, for those people out there that do not know what do we mean by ketogenic, can you tell us what that means, Carol? Oh, what does ketogenic mean? Well, ketogenic means um, your body is creating ketone bodies that are detectable in your blood and. Primarily what I focus on is something called nutritional ketosis, which means you're eating in such a way that your body creates these ketones. Now, the way that your body creates ketone bodies is from burning fat. So ketone bodies are a byproduct of fat metabolism. So who doesn't want to burn more fat, right? Um, So I focus on helping people learn how to get their body to burn its fat as primary fuel, and then they get to have these ketone bodies um, as well. And the cool thing is is that not only can you run on fat, but these ketone bodies are a fuel source as well. And it turns out that they're actually a superior fuel source over carbohydrates. Fantastic. That was great. That was great. Um, (laughs) That was fantastic. You uh, you really uh, let us know what that is. Um, Because I know we see this word a lot. I don't know if if a lot of people see it. But um, we're kind of going a little bit out of order. Now let me backtrack a little bit and just let's tell us about you, Carol. What's uh, what's your backstory? What what happened about this uh, this accident? Tell us about that and and uh, tell us about Carol. Well, I am a graduate of Bastyr. I have a, both a master's in nutrition and clinical health psychology, and I was a nutritionist practicing for several years after graduation, where I focused on teaching people about mindful eating and intuitive eating and just eating healthy and not really focusing on weight or any restrictive type of diet. Um, And along that time, my weight continued to uh, slowly increase as I tried to mindfully eat lots of carbohydrates myself. Um, (laughs) Then fast forward, uh, you know, a couple years ago, I was in a really bad car accident. So on top of my own metabolic dysfunction that was going on behind the scenes, I ended up with a chronic pain injury, uh, or, I'm sorry, chronic pain syndrome in my leg, something called CRPS, chronic regional pain syndrome, uh, from the crush injuries from the accident. And then uh, fast forward about eight months after the accident, I ended up with neuroendocrine symptoms from something likely um, called post-traumatic hypopituitarism that can be from a mild uh, brain injury that, uh, mild, the word mild when it comes to brain injuries is really a, um, misnomer because it, it has very severe effects on your life. And uh, I was ended up being uh, bedridden for about three months from these symptoms. And 
Um, the doctor couldn't really figure out what was wrong with me, um, let alone offer me any treatment options. And the, the symptoms I was experiencing, I mean, this really, really long list of symptoms that I had and completely debilitating, um, extreme fatigue and lightheaded dizziness upon standing, um, into, intolerable to sound or light, and, and on and on and on. It was just, it was, it was awful. And I didn't want to give up, though. My whole philosophy of health in the body is, what can I, you know, if we give the body what it needs, it actually can heal itself. And so um, when the doctors couldn't tell me what was wrong or offer me any treatment options, I started thinking about, okay, so how can I get my brain to heal itself? Because if what I believe is going on, um, I need to help my brain heal itself. So I went back to my own nutrition training. Um, in school, I had learned about ketogenic diet being something that treated epilepsy. Now, I didn't learn a lot about it in school, but it was just something that I knew of. And I thought, well, if it's good for epilepsy, which is something going wrong in the brain, perhaps it also would be something that would help me. So I started delving into research on it, and the more I read, the more excited I got. As I really hoped this was going to be a, um, a solution for my problem. And I knew from my own research that it takes a while for your body to adapt to um, burning fat as its primary fuel and using ketone bodies as a fuel source as well. And I knew that took about 90 days to do that. And so I made that commitment to do 90 days of this ketogenic diet. And I figured if it didn't work, what have I lost? You know, at least I tried. And the good news was it didn't take 90 days for me to see the health benefits. It was within days uh, the symptoms of my brain problem started going away. And then as side effects, there were so many awesome side effects too, like the chronic pain in my legs went away and the swelling that made it so that I couldn't sit up without elevating my legs. Oh, and, you know, another byproduct was that I lost about 60 pounds and 10 inches off my waist. And wow. Tons of energy, and it's just um, been life-changing and it's been career-changing as well because now I have this awesome tool that I can help people with that brings about these amazing health transformations. And so it's really, really exciting to be in, you know, living this authentic life of, you know, I'm, I've been doing a ketogenic diet for over a year now myself, and to be able to teach other people how to do that as well, it's, it's just, it's exciting, it's rewarding, and um, I'm, I'm super happy. Awesome, awesome, 60 pounds, and, uh, and feeling better, um, carrying a lot of things. Now, one thing I would like to say, though, is, um, you know, as, as the experts will tell us, this, this uh, eating kind of plan is, is not sustainable. So, oh. um, <laughs> and so yeah, you, you really, really can't stick to this. You can't you know, stick to it forever. Oh, okay, yeah, so go yeah, ahead, that's, yeah. That's there's a ton of, you know, there's a, you know, not a literal ton, but there are many, many myths about uh, a ketogenic diet. And we haven't actually even said what it is really yet. It's, um, very low carb, moderate protein, and high fat. And it's closest to what people would know as an Atkins diet, but it's actually lower protein Atkins diet, even higher fat than what most people eat as Atkins. And um, it, yeah, that's one of the many myths out there is that it's not sustainable, like both because um, you'll hear people say like, oh, it's highly unpalatable, meaning that it doesn't taste good, right? But bacon right. and butter yeah. and burgers and avocado and, and salad dressing and, and veggies like not palatable it's, it's really really delicious and where that myth of not being palatable comes from is that when ketogenic diets were first used in um, you know maybe back in the 40s and 50s 
they didn't know a lot about culinary practices, actually. There weren't a lot of creative <laughs> chefs back then. And they also didn't know about different colleges of fats. And so the early um, ketogenic diets, even what I learned about in school was you gave these little kids with epilepsy, uh, you made a shake, and you added corn oil to it to be able to get the, the fat oh. content. Yeah. <laughs> Can you, yeah. Oh. And if you had to drink a cup of corn oil, can you imagine how unsustainable oh. that would be, right? <laughs> so it's only because, you know, it's, it's, it's a held over myth that, um, and, and I'm here to tell you that food is absolutely delicious and we have a lot of, um, you know, creative chefs and things now. And so that's, that's busted is that it's unpalatable. The other thing is sustainability as well. Um, that is just a myth of people who don't understand the chemistry of it, um, the, all the variety of foods that you can eat. Um, I think that people say, you know, it's unsustainable both because you get bored of the food, but then also because it's not healthy. And both of those are not true. Yeah. I could, you know, I could talk for an hour about that, but you know, we don't really have so much time here, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, folks, if you're tuning in, uh, tuning in late, if you're just now catching us, um, you're, you're listening to Exploring Awesome. I'm Jim Kellner, the host, um, certified hypnotherapist, comedy hypnotist, all-around swell fella. If you'd like um, to talk to us, I'm talking with uh, uh, Carol Freeman, who's also a, uh, a certified hypnotherapist. She's a, a nutritionist specializing in, uh, well, now the ketogenic uh, eating plan or, um, or, and that kind of things. And um, you can reach us at, um, if you have questions for Carol for the next 20 minutes, uh, the number is 646-787-1739. Again, that's 646-787-1739. Three nine, Carol. I want to. Um, well, I want to tell everybody this too. You know, I follow you on Instagram, and if we're talking about unpalatable foods, people right. follow her on Instagram. Okay, uh, what is your uh, Instagram handle, Carol? Yeah, Instagram is my business name, which is Hypnotic Nutrition. H Y P. Yeah. Oh, Hypnotic Nutrition. Yeah. That's good. It is good to well, because sometimes people get, thinking, yeah, get that mixed up. Yeah, I started Instagram because people kept asking, like, well, you know, low-fat, moderate-protein, high-fat, or, or sorry, low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat. What does that even mean? What does that look like? That was the most common question I got was, what do you eat? And so I just thought, I'm going to turn into one of those annoying people that takes a picture of all their food and <laughs> start putting it on Instagram. And that way, when people ask me, I, I don't have to try to recount my last days or weeks worth of meals. I can just say, oh, go look at Instagram, and then you can see. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, I look at the the food, and it's like it's delicious. It's, there's nothing about it that's unpalatable. I mean, unless you just, like, don't like bacon or you don't <laughs> like butter, you don't like hamburgers with avocado and butter and extra mayo on them, like, you know. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and let me just. Yeah, I'm going to spell that for everybody it, just in case they don't know. Oh, what's that? So, oh, I was going to say. Speaking of Instagram, I actually have a, a keto giveaway going on right now. I just Ooh. celebrated my one year anniversary. If people, um, if you want to go look at my account on there, there is a little picture I did a one year fat giveaway. Right. So I have a gift. Oh, I saw. Uh, that's right. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, a gift box where I'm giving away um, a package of adapt coffee shop, so they're little coffee, like coffee flavors that are high in fat, um, a jar of coconut oil, a jar of buttery coconut oil, some liquid coconut oil, and a jar of some red palm oil, which is really nutritious, um, carrying fat product out there. So um, 
Yeah, so just go follow me and then tag two friends on that post. That's how you enter to get that. And I'm going to be giving that away June 18th. So you have plenty of time to enter, um, but go and look for that if you want to you want to try some of these high-fat things. I, I wanted to put some butter and bacon in there, but those don't ship very well. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about refrigeration. Mm. I just focused sure. on things that were uh, were uh, shelf-stable that could be shipped easily, so... That makes sense. So, yeah, head over to uh, Instagram and follow Carol. That's Hypnotic Nutrition, H-Y-P-N-O-T-I-C-N-U-T-R-I-T-I-O-N. Uh, <laughs> Hypnotic Nutrition. Yeah, and I look at you know, Well, here's a funny thing. Like, for me, if we're talking unpalatable, I literally think I could probably eat bacon and eggs just every day. So that's not even a big deal for me. Um, so I could just do that. But um, – uh, I look at the things that you make on there and they, and they look absolutely incredible. And, uh, it's, I mean, really, you know, and as, um, let the cat out of the bag. I went, I was on Carol's show, um, she did the video a while back and, uh, she said something about just try it for 90 days. She tells people, and I was like, yeah, I can do it for 90 days. So I jumped on yeah. and there's been, a, there's been a couple of times uh, when I was traveling and then, uh, when I got injured that, uh, I didn't, uh, go right on it, but it's, it's actually, I find it so much easier than any other kind of uh, thing. I've done paleo before, but I think I was, I was eating probably too much uh, protein. Um, mm. It's so, it's so easy because it's all really delicious food. So yeah. delicious. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, one thing that makes it easier to follow is that when you're in ketosis, your appetite is suppressed as well. And so normally when we're eating a high carbohydrate diet, where we need to eat every two to three hours and we're constantly thinking about what am I going to eat next and we have cravings and sugar and carb cravings and so it makes it a lot harder to make healthy choices. However, when you switch over to ketosis, your your appetite is what I think of as normal. Like you're just hungry every four, five, six, maybe eight or ten hours um, and because that it's a normal appetite, you can make choices about what food you eat instead of being constantly chasing those carbohydrate cravings. Now, this is something that I've noticed too, and I don't know if it's just if it's, if I'm kind of maybe it's just me or something, but but I notice when I get hungry, when I'm eating you know higher fat and protein um, and lower on the carbs, um, when I get hungry, it's not that like famished feeling like I've you know, I've got to eat right now. It's it's right. it's it's not as unpleasant. Is, is, does that happen to other people too? Or? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's one of the most common things that everybody goes through my program. I haven't mentioned that yet, but I, one of my, my primary services is this 90-day keto program that I do online, and it walks people through how to start and then maintain a, a keto diet. And um, that's one of the most common things that people report is that they no longer have what you know, some people call it this hangry feelings, like combine hungry and yeah. angry together. Get out of my way. I'm going to tear apart the store right. or the kitchen. Um, you don't have that anymore. Um, and part of that is because, you know, again, when you're on a high-carbohydrate diet, like most of the people in the United States are, is that you have frequent blood sugar drops. And when your blood sugar drops on top of your hunger hormones, it, you literally have no control. You have no willpower. Your biology is in control, and it literally needs food right away, and it does need those high-carbohydrate foods. But switching over into this uh, ketosis state, you get rid of those blood sugar drops. You have a steady state of blood sugar from burning fat, and mm-hmm. you, so you take away that like ravenous hunger that you were talking about. And so then you just get the normal hunger signals, 
that tell you, huh, you can you can use some food right now, but it's not that blood sugar drop like immediate um, biology drive of food now and it needs to be high carb. It just is like, huh, we could use a little more calories right now. And, and you know, when you get some time, could you just, you know, give us some food? We'd really appreciate that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it really yeah. gives people what they thought they were lacking willpower. All of a sudden you've got choices and you have control over what you're eating. And, and for most of the people that I work with that have a lot of weight to lose or they've struggled with their weight a long time in their life is, it's so empowering for them to finally feel this ability to make choices in what they're eating rather than, you know, chasing the dragon of carbohydrates. Chasing the dragon is so right. I, I, I can remember that um, back before I started paleo and it was, it was, it was this, you know, I mean, I, I carried food everywhere I went. I, you know, I, cause I wanted to eat every, you know, like every two hours, every three hours I would get, you know, super hungry, had to eat. Um, so I definitely get that. I wanted to mention too about this, um, about the, uh, the palatability part. You know, um, I actually looked up a bunch of stuff and we had talked about, you talked about a, uh, uh, chocolate pie, I believe when you, when we did the video, the uh, ketogenic, what's that? What was that? Oh, I said, yeah, yeah. I remember the oh, okay, whole yeah. pie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, and because uh, I'm, you know, I've always been, you know, very much a, a sweetaholic, and I can, I can not eat sweets. It's just, uh, it's difficult. And uh, so I was looking up all these recipes on how to make even lemon pie ketogenic. So it was low carb lemon pie and everything. But I got to tell you, once, once I get kind of started with it, I don't even, I, I don't even want to go through the trouble of, of, of making it. It doesn't even seem like even right now I think about eating that that pie and I think it would be too sweet. I can't. It's, it's such a weird thing. Um, do you find that a lot with a lot of clients? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we start out minimizing any sweet taste because it retrains your taste buds, but also that same thing where you're not riding a blood sugar roller coaster, right? Most sugar cravings come from that drop in blood glucose that people experience on a high-carbohydrate diet. And so when you take that away, again, giving your body that steady state of energy from both fat and ketone bodies, it takes away most of that sugar craving and that drive to turn towards sugar. So, yeah, that's very common as well. Is that all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah, that's a lot of effort to make that uh, that thing there, that keto dessert thing. And so I'm just going to have another piece of bacon or, you know, I'm going to have <laughs> totally. some yeah. – <laughs> I'm going to have some cheese instead, and that's just is so much easier because I can just pull that out of the fridge. It's already ready to go. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, looks like we have a call. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer the call. Uh, looks like we have a Hi. Hi, caller. Hi. Um, you're on with, uh, with uh, Jim Kellner and uh, Carol Freeman, um, the uh, keto nutritionist. Did you have a, what's your name? My name's Kim, and hi, Carol. It's been a while. Um, Carol and I used to work together. Um, I'm calling in because I, I, I thought I'd do this, and because my stomach was bloating and it was just seemed like it was growing exponentially. So I started this thing kind of on my own, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend that others do it on their own. But anyway, that's what I've done because the weather's reasons. But anyway, um, <laughs> but my stomach has has decreased. And my belt size has decreased by at least uh, one to two notches, and I'm absolutely thrilled. The um, I had ridges on my nails that were rather anyway; those have decreased. 
my mental clarity is better. I have more energy, and I'm just really thrilled about the ketogenic diet. And one of my concerns is on food stuff, um, you know, the high-fat intake. The other day I I put some, um, I had some bacon grease, warmed it up, put in some kale, um, some pre-cooked hamburger, and um, let it kind of sop up with the oil that was in there and ate it like that. And I'm kind of wondering, is that okay? (laughs) Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, that's just an example of like, Oh my gosh, that sounds so terrible! You had bacon grease and burgers no, it, and candles. Poor thing! Like it, it was like, so <laughs> yummy. I was so surprised. And the only thing I would have done different <laughs> is maybe adding some mushrooms and onions. But it was absolutely delicious. Yeah, and I enjoy yeah. I enjoy your post too because one of the struggles I had early on was, oh my God, what do I eat? What do I eat? <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, so it, it's been a challenge, but it's also been uh, very rewarding. Yeah, well, that's great. I'm so excited to hear your success because I haven't heard um, how things are going for you, so that's really exciting. And it's what you're sharing, too, about the, the drop in your belt notches. Um, for years we've been told there's no way to stop reduce and there's nothing that helps us lose fat in the middle of the body, even though we know right. that fat in the middle of the body is the most health, worst for your health. and uh, interestingly, a ketogenic diet, because it targets fat loss, it actually targets it around the middle of your body as well. So um, you've lost, it sounds like, several inches. I experienced 10 inches off my middle. I've always been somebody that carries a little extra in my middle just because probably genetically is how I'm made. And mm. I think I have the smallest waist I've had in a, maybe my whole life. I don't know because it just it does target that fat in the middle of the body so we know that that is the healthiest fat for us to get rid of. And so that's yeah. really actually is. It's a beautiful thing. It is. <laughs> and that was one reason why I wanted to try the ketogenic because nothing else I was doing seemed to even touch that middle part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And on contrast that then Kim to, um, have you, it sounds like you've tried other diet programs in the past where you had to like, you know, cut back on fat probably is the most yep. common thing. Oh, yeah. The type of calories, and, and you had to put the salad dressing on the side and just dip your fork in there, right? Right. Just want to tell people, or extra salad dressing. Put even more dressing on it. And when you go out to eat um, or, um, you know, at home, make sure you've got plenty of extra salad dressing. Oh, and don't do the light or low-fat dressing. Get the full-fat one, like ranch yep. or... Um, you know, Caesar dressing is another great one. There's all those things that we do forever that we were told um, not to do. I, I often not joke on my web, webinars that keto is kind of the opposite of what we've been told for the last 30 or 40 years, 30 or 40 years is healthy for us, right? Like extra exactly. salad dressing. Um, you don't have to have too many veggies. Fruits maybe aren't that healthy for you. Um, lots and lots of extra fat, especially saturated fat too, Um Add salt as well. That's another one. Well, yeah, I was kind of curious about the salt. They figure people who eat like hard cheese, there's lots, a ton of salt there. Yeah. So, um, well, there's something about a ketogenic diet. It's very it has a very strong diuretic effect in the body, and with that, your body also loses some sodium, and that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make, especially when they're trying to go it alone on a ketogenic diet is that they don't know about that salt supplementation. And it's essential, not not optional, but it's essential if you're eating 60 grams of carbs or less a day 
that you supplement it with at least one teaspoon of salt every day, and that's in addition to what you get in your food. Oh, oh, oh interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. Huh. Hey, Tim. I have... Oh, I haven't okay. been eating bacon for years, and now I actually <laughs> want bacon, and and I want it yeah. often. <laughs> I think I, too, could eat bacon and eggs every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kim, um, something you said uh, that you that you kind of wish you, you would have uh, done a little bit differently when you started. Can you give us uh, just one tip for people out there that are thinking, you know, they'd like to get started on this? What What's one tip you might give them? Based on your experience, Oops, sign up with someone like Carol. <laughs> <laughs> That's Where do we my send the tip, to, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, thanks so well, much I, for calling I in, Kim. Pardon? That's fantastic. Oh, I appreciate, thanks so much I for calling that. in, Kim. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And thank you for being there. And thank you for tipping me off to uh, ketogenics. It's fabulous. I'm really glad to have you, Kim. So yeah. <laughs> Well, keep uh, keep, right. uh, keep keep Carol posted. Um, head over to her uh, Facebook or something, and uh, and uh, keep her posted on your progress. X, I will. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. Bye. 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 Carol, we've uh, we're down to about about five minutes. Um, what what would you recommend if if uh, if someone's out there and they're and I'll tell you, I, you know, I understand what Kim is saying because I I now pour. The, my bacon grease uh, over my eggs like gravy, <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. But there's but there's a part of me that's still a little bit oh no there's too much fat. So if there's people out there that are afraid, can you give them some some advice on on what they should what they can do to get started right away and and to maybe set that fear aside? Oh gosh, that's a that is a good question. Um, you know, I would start with like universally. All the nutritionists out there and healthcare providers probably can agree that cutting out sugar, refined flours is the best first step. So those things pretty agreeable to everybody that they're just not helpful for us. And so that is a you know a first place to start. Um, you can do a gradual approach where you slowly start to cut back on carbohydrates and increase fat intake. Um, but there's a point you get to where um, if your carbohydrates are low enough, then that um, you, you really need to know what you're doing as far as initiating and starting a ketogenic diet. And so typically that's going to be, you know, 60 grams of carbs or less. Somewhere in there you're going to hit this um, this phase where your body needs to convert over to running on ketones and converting fat. And um, if you don't know what you're doing, you might straddle that line and you might feel pretty miserable for a while. And so I recommend either people, you know, do a little research on their own. There's certainly people that can do it on their own. However, um, you know, I'm a fan of my 90-day program because it really gives you all the information you need to know about how to do it correctly. You know, for example, like that salt supplementation um, and how much to get and how to get that in every day and then plus everything else that you need to know to, to make that initial transition. But it also gives you the support of doing it, right? Like, how much more successful are you at making a big change when you have other people that are doing it along with you that are there for support and bouncing ideas off and troubleshooting and all that? Um, additionally, I also give you the psychology piece of it, right? So because of my background and training, I'm especially um, good at helping people make those long-term habit changes, right? So think back in the past and you've tried to follow some kind of a um, dietary change and then for some reason you fall back into old habits. And um, I really focus a lot on how do you build up self-care skills and stress management techniques and all of that to 
uh, make it so that you can do this long term and make it sustainable and not something that you just try for a few months and then you just go back to your old eating habits and gain all the weight back again. So uh, that's what I recommend. Um, you know, as a place to start, maybe just follow me on Instagram so you can start to see that, yeah, this is really delicious food and, and easy things. I really focus on things that take five minutes or less to make, too. So, um, gosh, that's, that's a long answer, right? <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's great. You know, I'm realizing I'm going to have to have you back on again. I mean, there's so much great information here. We've just, I mean, we haven't even really scratched the surface yet. Um, but I do want to let everybody know, you do have the 90-day ketogenic um, diet program. People, the best place to find you, would that be at your website, thehypnoticnutrition.com, and your, maybe your Facebook? Yeah, go to, my website is hypnoticnutrition.com. Right at the top of the website, there's a purple banner that says uh, 90-Day Keto Challenge. So if you click on that, you can get all the information about what's included in that program. Um, really, really a lot of success that people have on that. So I've got some testimonials on that page, too. Um, if you want to see the food I'm eating, follow me on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, I share, my Facebook is um, you know, Hypnotic Nutrition as well, and I share a lot of set stories on there, but also different research articles and other articles that um, are relevant to a low-carb, high-fat dietary lifestyle. So those are three different ways that you can get in touch with me um, that is fantastic. Um, everybody, this is uh, Jim Kellner. We're going to uh, sign off uh, now. Thanks for listening to Exploring Awesome. I'll be back next week with uh, your questions about hypnosis. I've got some really great guests coming up this season. So uh, take care, be well, and be awesome.